Well, Brent is gay, and Adam's gay, and Clark is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Ryan's gay. It's Homo Superior. Hey, we're Homo Superior, and I. What am I supposed to just introduce? Welcome to Homo Superior. This is a very extra special issue. We're talking about Shira and the Princesses of Power. We also have a very special guest with us, Sean Paul is here. Sean Paul Ellis, so I can say his name again since you rudely cut me off. Hey, thanks guys for having me. <laughs> is the host Morgan of the Tron. podcast, Saturday Morning Cartoons, Morning with a U. Is that like the way you, that's your like pitch? Or? It's a homophobe. <laughs> we have to say it because people are like, you spelled morning wrong. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All the Did time. Did you say you were a homophobe? Yeah. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> that is not allowed that's in the podcast. one word type is a bigot to a one word type. Uh-huh. <laughs> So Saturday Morning Cartoons revisits, reviews, and ridiculous and ridicules. I think it's the word was It to is ridiculous. Some of the weirdest animated series. Um, we, You were on it, and I was on it. I was, I was on, on it for BoJack Horseman. I was on for the original she OG yeah. she And that's yeah. why Sean's on it. And we'll make today. some comparisons, actually. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about the original, the 80s version. We're talking about she and the Princesses of Power. It's an American animated web television series developed by Noelle Stevenson, who is actually fantastic and does a lot of great stuff, mm-hmm. and produced by DreamWorks, who also does a lot of good She's stuff. She's produced by DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, I'm impressed that every time you've had words put in front of you, it's like you've never read before. Yeah. It's your first time reading aloud. <laughs> there was a couple episodes ago where like the cadence was like as monotone as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Reading, so it's like, I am reading a thing. There we are. Yeah, this episode. Yeah. Um, it premiered on point. November 13th, 2018 on Netflix. Uh, so the series is a reboot <laughs> of the original Shira, Princess of Power, which was just really a big cash grab for toys um, by well, Mattel, that, wasn't though. it? Yeah. I mean, that was the 80s. Yeah. Uh, tells the story of teenage Adora's rebellion against the evil Hordak and his horde. As the heroine Shira, Adora leads a group of other magical princesses in an alliance to defeat Hordak. Um, Do you I'd... remember when Brent explained everything that happened in that one graphic novel series where he read and then we died because it was 14 minutes worth of him just speaking by himself? Was it Miracle Man? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's that's, favorite. That's what I felt like just then. Everyone, everything I was that. thinking that she was gone. No. No one listened to that podcast episode. No. Yeah. no one remembers <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I listened to every single one except that one. <laughs> but if you'd like, I can read it again in case you're No. Speaking of Miracle Man, let's talk about Shira. Yeah, let's talk about Shira. <laughs> How did Shira return land so your overall impression of it how did it land i think it landed pretty good um i i think it's a completely different interpretation of it it doesn't even feel like this original series at all um but i liked it overall i think it was great um i think they completely severed any kind of relationship with he-man which is the original one was aurora was adam's sister from uh eternity there was eternity etheria so there's almost no connection to it except for when she goes pa- the power of Grayskull mm-hmm. when she turns into from Aurora to Shira. Yeah. But I think it is one. I love the animation style. It definitely feels in the mold of things like Steven Universe or even Gravity Falls to a certain degree. So it's got a bit more of a cartoony feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it tells a full story over 13 episodes. Uh, I love the queer themes, which I know we're going to get into a little bit. Um, and I love that it doesn't violence isn't always the solution. That they seek, they try to find other ways to, to solve their problems. Sometimes an outfit change will do it. I liked it. But I just Sometimes don't. a giant woman. <laughs> I don't get the point of it. Okay. I don't know why you take part of a universe and just 
seemingly never going to use the rest of it. I can't wait to sell you on why this is a better idea. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be able to sell me on that fact, though. No, I'm literally a completionist in a way that's... But, yeah, like, so. it, is it is has it thrown the rest of the universe away? Or is it just, like, I'm also I'm in this universe, but, like, that, super yeah. far in the future? And in a different place. they said certain things will not be ever happening. And also, from a perspective of... Um, What's the word I'm going to say? I don't know. Like the economics that, of different companies have control over different um, the contracts and powers. Certain sure. things will not be happening. Different yeah. companies Does, have control. Uh, so oh, Sony own He-Man still? No, so, one com- Sony owns so they he, and then it. I think it's Fox that owns Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that joke came out really well. I've heard so, uh, to, uh, still can, I, can, I, can I address the horse <laughs> point a little bit? Because this no. has happened in comics as well. So you have Valiant, comic book series that's had several different iterations. Once in the 80s and the 90s, and now uh, now currently. The 80s and 90s iteration had the copyrights to characters like Magnus, Robot Warrior, uh, Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter, uh, Dr. Dr. Solar. And these were all characters that existed in a different company, and they made them part of the universe. When Valiant was reborn in the early, in like 2012, 2013, they didn't have those rights anymore. And so it's almost like they had to recreate a universe without those characters. And you know what? I, I carried on. I thought I liked both versions of it. Um, I think there's strengths and weaknesses for both, and I enjoyed it. Well, Sean, sell me on the well, why it's okay that Sheer is just a um, I struggled with the new He-Man series. What happened? When was that? Like 2011 or something? There was a fucking new He-Man Yeah, yeah they yeah. tried to do it. And they and actually, every- by season three, brought in Hord- Hordak, and then we're... No, in season two, we're going to bring Hordak. Brought in Hordak. By season three, they were supposed to bring in Shira, but it was canceled. Mm. Got it. Well, Sean, talk to me about why you want... Shira to remain in sort of own universe kind of Right. Thing. So uh, one of the big things that I know that when Ryan came on SMC to talk about it was that they really do that handoff where they have like a male-driven character having to bring the sword of power to Etheria and give it to <coughs> Shira so that she can realize that she's got this bigger destiny. And I love the fact that they completely cut ties with that. Yeah. Like there's no segue. They're never trying to make there be like a strong male character that kind of shepherds her into her power. They're giving her a very distinct, clear cut way of saying like, I, I have the own, I have my own ability. Uh, I'm in this position where I can kind of grow as a character and I'm not tied to the chains of this past IP. And they can play a lot with this with the fact that they've introduced this concept that there's been other Shiras before. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that's the biggest selling point is that this can be a simple interpretation of Shira and sort of where they are. Like, do we know is this really the Adora that we saw in the original Shira, or is this just sort of an Adora reincarnated? I totally get it. I just don't know why it has to be Shira then. Well, because I, this the, is the, 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 the great series that I don't think needs to be Shira. You think it could have just been like Kiana and it's the it's princesses of power. I don't want to be Shira at all. Oh. Kiana's the number one choice. Definitely. Kiana and the princesses of power. I like the series a lot, but I just... I can roll with the punches on that. It doesn't... There isn't any... And that's actually the thing of like the landing. Does it really bring back the nostalgia of the series? And it... You know, there was a lot of, I think... I think it was boosted by the fact that it was obviously Brandon Shira, so it's an easy nostalgia click of like, oh, let me show this to my kids or let me rewatch it as an adult now. Um, but at the same time, I think it's also gotten a lot of negative disservice where it could have been its own like creative yeah. universe 
Do you think it would be as successful if it was its own thing, though? I don't think it would have gotten nearly as much buzz. You're exactly right. That's the problem with film and television in general nowadays, anyways. Yeah, I mean that is true. I I definitely uh, I felt that we are in this phase of everything being rebooted, uh, brought back. Um, It's just like nostalgia is like killing the creative output. It's like the thirty to forty five year old crowd is suddenly getting very disillusioned with their lives, and now they're having kids, and they're like, "How can I relive my childhood? Are we the next boomers?" Yeah. (laughs) Another way of framing that is like, okay, so we tell Shakespeare over and over again. They're like story archetypes that we use all the time. And I don't think it's so crazy that we say like, okay, a lot of us really like She-Ra. How would we do it? Because I think that this feels do do very different. I mean, I need like a pen and paper. Okay. Um, oh my god, he's writing it. So, he's <laughs> writing so fast. It's oh just, my god. Oh wow. Show, but, wait, let me wait. Let me, just read a little bit of this. This stick, is great. This is great. They're all stick figures, and <laughs> I just drew a bigger stick figure. Than she um, no, but that like I liked it a lot because not really knowing or enjoying that older. Version. Have you seen the older version? Brian? I've seen a few episodes, but it's like they—they they do. I watched more He-Man. Yeah, but, but all that to me is like I don't. I just never really got into it. So it, this to me is like very exciting. I like how fast-paced it is. It's enough of a reboot that I don't. I I'm glad that they did it to get some additional exposure, and I don't care that it was the old property because it's a completely new take on the so genre. Sure. Yeah. I thought I was going to be much more annoyed. For instance, by the fact that all the characters are named after what they are. <laughs> like, Hordak is named Hordak because he's ho- the Horde. What? Correct. Right. Horde Ak. They just added Ak to the name of his organization. Shadow Weaver. Yeah, I was like, can you just pick Shadow Weaver? That's a much better choice. Shadow Weaver makes more sense because that's like a D&D kind of thing. I think more like Mermista. Mermista. Well, like, so let's talk about... Let's We're building Nettasa. It's in my name. I toss Let's do a deep dive on the character. I was going to say one last thing. I know that you mentioned about sort of the Steven Universe. Yeah. I know that like the cow art style kind of gets shit on a lot about sort of like the bean head very bright colors i, it. Oh, I yeah. like it as well i mean I, I love steven universe okay go uh gumball yeah the everything that they have there it's really interesting because this is this is done by dreamworks right who recently just completed their voltron series like yes put a nail in the coffin of it and they've been killing it in terms of what they've been doing with rebooting older ip and, and making this something that's fun and accessible and actually adding a better rich backstory because voltron's mm. backstory is garbage like when you go back and you look at it, it's like it's a robot that fucked it's a God toy. and lost. You know, <laughs> just like it was five lions that combined to make one giant robot. What? I mean, yeah, I that's all the backstory I need. Right. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, there's there's so much this more. So I feel good. like this was a combination of the Cal art style yeah. as well as also what DreamWorks has been doing and using for Voltron as well. We I, get, I like the mix. Before we get into the characters, I just want to touch on that as well. Um, I love it too, and I think part of the reason why is because you had a lot of comic skaters um, on social media like getting really upset about the. the oh, yeah. redesign and it's like this isn't She-Ra she's not sexy she looks like a man I'm like yeah, yeah. well that was what? Clark that was Clark who was fucking jerking off to She-Ra in the that. first place you were oh yeah what <laughs> 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 Clark's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like it's 2018 like if you really wanted to jerk off to cartoons there's a lot of other things well, you have well Tumblr just you know crumbled so it is cancelled the only thing artistically that I noticed after a while like I started off I don't 
I, I hate when she transforms. Absolutely hates it. They are like, her hair is so big that it makes the rest of her look like a, like a tiny squat. And then I like that she's still like so seven like sometimes feet you tall. see her from the side and you only see her longer hair and like her shirt. It it's, looks like it's her legs the, are like this short. I think it's the, the one thing they didn't really figure out about the transformation. You, They're like, I love the transformation. Oh, she does the, no, like the fist pump. That's, like, that's, no, that's it's, cool. It's, it's, it's until the final pause where she does that and her hair is going like this, but it's literally like a huge chunk. She just looks tiny. She looks like everything. But but it looks really Really well, up. her hair is so big; it has all the secrets of the proportions of the rest of her yeah. don't exist. I will agree with Clark that her I like her normal soldier outfit more than I like her transformed look. It just like it feels very boxy, but not in a way. She like her as Aurora. Yeah, I think she looks great as Aurora. I like her every other moment except for that one she moment turns, right after she transforms. When she just goes to drive on. line around her with the sword, yeah. and she kind of becomes no, like. I think that's yeah. when she like puts that, and then just her hair explodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, and then there's a few times where like I know she was looking at the sea at one point. Um, yeah. So what I like she to help Mr. and then you, you see her blowing, it's blowing from the back, and she just looks like. She's one foot tall, and the rest of her, their hair is like I seven thought feet. I liked the way that they handled that, because this is a part of their world building, <laughs> that they have a lot of the same tropes of, like, superhero, you know, soup up, we're becoming Super Saiyan kind of things. It's like magical. But, girl, but they yeah. showed all the people who were just, like, watching her transform, so there's, like, <laughs> light glowing on them, they just have to wait until she's done. Yeah. Becoming this en- enormous... I, I actually like when they don't show the transformation and they just show their, those people reaction. Yeah. And then she's like, ah! and then just punches <laughs> a boulder. That's yeah, so much she, better. I love the fact that when she grows, like, that extra, like, two feet... And she becomes an eight foot tall woman. I was like, Noel Stevenson, are you referencing like giant woman from Steven Universe? Oh, and I always love that because kind of <laughs> was she yeah. abnormally tall in the old one? I think she yeah. did get bigger. Yeah, no, because bigger. she was never a kid in the. Well, right, fair enough. Oh, so she's like growing. Size. She to, was like a grown. Yeah, she's like growing to the normal oh, size yeah, of a woman, yeah. which is eight feet tall. She's like yeah. <laughs> but, but she's regular always, standard eight foot tall. <laughs> Whenever she transforms, she's like, well, actually, I'm a centimeter tall. Let's, so. uh, let's do a character lightning round. So let's just kind of go around and talk about who is our favorite and who is our least favorite, or maybe just most. Let's start with most favorite. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you start us off? Uh, I actually like Mermista the best, although Catra was a close second. I think Catra's development over the course of of the season is one of the best yeah. and she's so fucking interesting the prom episode and uh, what she's doing to Adora is so fucking good like I was like just I was just in love with that episode everything about it was so cool and like it really proved like who Catra is mm-hmm. and I think they've done a really good job of showing her that like she's obviously never going to overpower Adora but she's smarter and I like that they actually play up that Adora is not necessarily super intelligent Right. Um, but I, I, I said Mermista only because of her personality. Like, it's great to see that her in the cadence. show. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. The voice her. actress is amazing. Entrapped as my favorite. I, she has course. a mental disorder. <laughs> Talk about that. No, she's just off the fucking wall nuts and she's totally like chaotic neutral. And I, I love, love a good chaotic she neutral. She is. And yeah. she broke bad. She's like, oh, yeah. so, okay, sure. So she, she, never, like, she never she, even did. She was just she, like, okay, this seems more she interesting. She switched sides and was. Not even phased by it. Yeah. Too. She was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. They, these are the people I'm hanging out with. I obviously like Seahawk. Well, Boat did not have the, the mustache. Oh, I you know. fall in love with. Um, so there's Seahawk obviously is very attractive. Yes, he was very, yeah. <laughs> but he's always interested they, in they, burning ships. And they had a flirtation, <laughs> too. His introduction episode with Boat was great. He could and say. Even at the prom, he was like, oh, hey, Boat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I liked well, it. Well, Bo's gay as shit. And it's also... Like, no! I think, with that outfit? Oh, my God. I need to double check. But I think the voice actor for Seahawk is also... Isn't it Captain Hero from... Um, He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just love his voice. It's so... Drawn together. Yes, exactly. Like that, it's mm-hmm. If it's not him, it's like a really good like comparison yeah. voice of like... That like high superhero mighty voice, but obviously extremely insecure, yeah. which I enjoy. Who's your favorite? I I loved Katja. Uh, I really loved the idea of just you know with the it, the saying to me like absolute power corrupts absolutely, and for her it was that corruption that really made me fall in love with Katra's character because it was all about status for her. Like mm-hmm. it was never like it was all about status and power, and her kind of getting to the point where she could she could kind of come into her own. I always kind of equated her to the person who would be in a meeting, like at work, and would be just kind of like sitting there on their phone the entire time and digging around, and then finally at the last minute they'd be like, hey Ryan, what do you think? And be like, oh fuck, (laughs) I have to do something now? And that was always the dynamic that she had with Adora. And then finally, when that person was no longer there and she had to step up, she did. did. And I I love the fact that when she she (laughs) finally had that opportunity, she realized, oh, the reason I'm doing this is not because... Of, like the want that I have is just the status. I want to be better than. She had a great quote. I remember when they were like, "Oh, they're evil." She's like, "So who cares? We'll overthrow them and then do whatever we want." Yeah, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, so that's that's really it's very Darth Vader." Actually, yeah. she was, she was, she was also like, "Duh." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Red and black. Have you, what are you yeah. talking about? Have you looked at like it's, like around us? Like smokestacks everywhere. I know, but it's sort of like <laughs> when you work for a giant company, they're like, "They're only after money," and you're like, "No." Fucking shit! Yeah. We know that. <laughs> Look at my 401k, bitch. It's, it's the <laughs> same thing for like that organization. Uh, Absolutely. So, um, Katra is probably my favorite for all the reasons you gave. But special shout out for Swiftwind. Um, <laughs> yes. Whoa! Um, what a late entry. To, I know. Halfway through, he wasn't even <laughs> like the last, no, last two episodes. That's maybe. why yeah. I think he's the most Clark character <laughs> because the, what he was doing was the entire time. There's this weird. E subplot going on <laughs> where this horse is just breaking in and freeing all these other horses because they shouldn't be owned by anyone. Yeah, it it was. He had a whole adventure by himself, and you never saw it. Yeah. I sort of love that. I would love if they went back if they had get another season for them to go back and do his. Back horsey story. has a stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> also, he wants you to know Horsey's a stupid name. I lo- especially when you first see him, uh, like when uh, Shira actually first sees him, oh, and, she's like, and she's like, <gasps> "What is that?" What is that? <laughs> Never seen a horse before. Uh, what about you? I was gonna probably give a nod to Swiftwind. So mm. I've got nothing new to add. Did anyone like Shadow Weaver as oh, sort yeah. of a big I her a lot. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Well, that's actually a good transition to like the themes of the show because I think mother thought daughter relationships are very heavy, and mm-hmm. so you had uh, Angela and Glimmer mm-hmm. and got to experience them, and then you also really had Shadow Weaver, Catra, and Adora mm-hmm. as this yeah. makeshift family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought she was excellent in terms of what she wanted to do and why she wanted to do it. And even the behavior that, and how she treated both Adora and Katra over the course of the season, um, was just a very, exactly what you would expect from like a shitty mom that wanted the best, which is like, where's my prize daughter? Fuck you other daughter that I don't give a shit about, but okay, you're here. So I'll worry about it until you like come at me i kind of hope that like they're going to talk about that dynamic about that abusive manipulative or manipulative relationship mm-hmm, yeah. at some point between shadow weaver and katra a little bit more as like a way of just saying like eh, these these are toxic like don't you don't have to have these like right. you don't have to be present well so now. you had uh the queen of bright moon as the foil Angela. to that but right, she yeah. was the yeah. the woman from uh the daft punk 
music video. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> she does look like that. That's amazing. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> she realized she was being too controlling and possessive and that she trusted and respected her daughter to like make her own decisions and grow into her own person. That so, that gut punch of a line where she's like, don't follow in my mistakes after you're like, I killed your father. Like uh, I yeah. set him off the bat. I was like, oh, what a fucking gut punch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. Like the emotional weight between the two of them between Glimmer and, and her mother is just is fantastic. I really loved how they built that up. So I hope that they play more with it's, that. And it was handled a lot more like it's a stereotypical like you're the princess, you should do this and she's like, fuck you mom, I'll do whatever I want like maybe in the first pilot episode I wasn't a huge fan and then slowly but surely I was like, oh this is much more layered and dimensional than a typical like let's sneak out of the castle while mom's right. not looking kind of thing. And I think it's challenging because all of them, all of the princesses that are there are like in that teenage, that young teenage period. Fucking Frost is like nine. She's super young, yeah, isn't yeah. she? At one point, like she's like, just because I'm uh, two years old doesn't mean I don't want to run a kingdom. Actually, yeah, exactly. that's, what I, that's what I was yeah. thinking. That's totally was the inspiration. Out of that. So, so they obviously took a lot from <laughs> maybe Game of Thrones as mm. well, but they took a lot from probably Avatar. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it'd be re- rebrain or like re- yeah. renewing or whatever. Uh, Steven Universe being literally everyone has a gem. So that was pretty odd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they stole from a lot of things. Wouldn't we say um, Captain Planet? That's what I was thinking, too, yeah, especially the diversity quotient. Because well. the one, like, not it's not a hiccup at all, but we it's just always... Be hard. It's always a great, mm-hmm. like, funny thing to me when, like, you typically get these, like, kid series is that you've got to have every different element, and then you usually, like... You know, your main fire character is always white, and then your, like, Asian <laughs> character is blue or green. If you watch, like, Ninjago, I watch too many of these with my nephew, and it's always just so funny to me that, like... Your nephew. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but it's, like, character... That's your boyfriend. But it's, like, character... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's character types, too, and it's always just very funny boyfriend that, like... Nephew. There's, I mean, and the show's work. It's a standard model of, like, each element has a different type of character with, like, a different personality. You wouldn't have, like, a Mervista being fire. It wouldn't make any sense kind of idea. Um, How do we feel about all the princesses? Because they kind of, they, uh, they, uh, they go over them pretty fast. You sort of get maybe one episode with them, except a few. Yeah, get a I feel like more. they're expecting that you're going to have a lot more exploration with them. No, so they're trying to get through get- a few of them because then they showed... In that ring in the chamber, uh, all the other uh, princesses that they right. haven't shown you. Yeah, before. that was which was cool. The, the villain ones we'd already seen. So mm-hmm. there's only like thirteen, and we've already met nine, I think. I'm actually surprised that I feel like the person that got the least coverage was the flower one, and I can't remember. That was perfume. Perfume. The worst perfume. one. Perfume. Well, yeah, she's definitely the least. I hated because like at least the worst. Frost. I think it was. I only remember Frosta more because her episode was so iconic yeah. to me. Yeah. But like. Yeah, she and what uh, Perfuma was in like early in the season. Although she did have a good when they did the break in, she had a good back and forth with Entrapta of like trying to find <laughs> what they were supposed to be doing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're in luck because there's other princesses like Castastella and <laughs> Double Trouble and Sweet Bee and Peekaboo. Oh, I know. What is Peekaboo? I have no idea. We've already met Castastella though. That's her aunt. That's oh, the, the one. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 they're yeah. like, and they're so they're dating. Are they totally dating? Yeah, Castaspella. Uh, uh, throw Annetta. Yeah, no, no, no. Castaspella <laughs> is her old is Glimmer's old aunt that's hanging out up in the sky. No, but her girlfriend is Throw a Ropa or whatever. Oh. Net, Natasa. <laughs> no, Natasa is is is, is with some <laughs> lavender girl. Yeah. That's not, no, Somewhat, I two women are dating on yeah, the show. Yeah, they're definitely dating. Let never cast a spell Oh, cast a, yeah, cast, I know, cast a spell was the yeah, one who, uh, can this. we, can we create some? 
I brought yeah, about absolutely. Um, Made of Farda. Dan- yeah. <laughs> dance Atara. She has the power of dance. <laughs> Magna Carta. She establishes democracy. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's good, yeah. Um, no, I brought good. that up because <laughs> of the six characters that are redheaded in the original series, none of them are redheaded anymore. And that really grinds Yeah, you. you Clark is very worried about redhead erasure. Redheads, am I right, Brent? No, 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 no. it's not even. It's, <laughs> yes, it's, it's total entertainment ginger genocide. As, 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 as a redhead, I'm very. Yeah. It's going to happen in it's real weird. life. They're just preparing No, 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 guys. that's not true. That has been proven to be a fault, oh. a falsehood recently. But yeah, it's very strange how it happens. That's pretty good. So you touched it's on... Weird. Re- it's weird. No, I'm not done. Okay. It's weird how it's constantly... Ginger constantly genocide constantly is the only <laughs> thing I want to talk about for the remaining no, it's five. Ryan is a ginger. Shut it's up. It's very strange as <laughs> to why it's a continued thing that happens for real in, in series and, and movies and television and comics. When else has this happened, Clark? I think you're calling it ginger side is what it should be. No, yeah. that's not as much mm. fun. Yeah. Ginger Finally, somebody named it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, this is actually diversity-wise. I love the fact that they have princesses of different skin shapes, <laughs> yeah. and sure. they have princesses that have different body, body shapes. shapes as well. Yes, I love that. Oh yeah, like, totally. Glimmer. Glimmer can get it. She's I wanted to fucking throw my computer out the window because I was reading a she's Wikipedia hot. article on Glimmer today. The first comment is just like, "She ugly." The no, she's not. I was like, "You why do you exist? I also love like Scorpia, like is like. She's Scorpio like fucking built. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so let's talk about more of the Wait, queer elements. Gonna... Yeah, enough about your ginger genocide. Let's talk about the. I'm gonna give you ginger snack. Right, so, so I mean, no, I was just talking about not Hellcat's not. Obviously, oh, yeah. Hellcat's a fucking blonde. Now. Obviously, with like there was Catra and Adora, there was Catra and Scorpia, there was uh, Roparella and <laughs> Natasha. Can, can I can I ask and, a question? So uh, like the the Catra Adora relationship, I, I took it as two separate things. I took it as like the the underlying idea of that when it comes down to it between two women there can always be a competitive nature kind of between them. And so I didn't quite get well so that was the first one. My second one was that sort of the the universal like non-binary idea of that like over time friends grow apart. Mm-hmm. Like friends have different interests, they they grow apart. Yeah. And so they they have those challenging moments where suddenly they have like a compelling event that suddenly like oh we're not really friends anymore and that yeah. happens in it's very school high school, school. yeah it's yeah. yeah. very high school I, they grow parts I also didn't I, I know a lot of people online uh, took Katra and Shira as having a relationship and I don't really think they I didn't see that either. I didn't see it either it was just like a sister rivalry slash when, love is what when it was. did oh my god when did she's been with she's been with the horse since birth yes. Well, what did you ask, Ew. Clark? Yeah, when have they been? Since when have they been around? I mean, it, uh, since little kids. Yeah. So they're. I don't. That's, I don't. I don't. I didn't. I saw nothing sexual because they're literally. They've known each other since. They I don't think it's sexual. I it doesn't matter what it's sexual. If this, this is all about blending, you know, different possible sexual feelings, it's very strange to have like have the lead one be one you're blending as well. If they're in like a, if they've known each other since fucking birth. Yeah, I don't think that's there. It's gross. It's a real, uh, what is it? Oh, Flash and Iris. I felt from very the, uh, on the Flash. That's always like a that, like, big when... thing with like, because uh, that, oh, I mean, they've like literally been, he was like, yeah, he's a step, like, he was adopted. He's nothing to do with the family, but it's like you've grown up since, child, like, childhood. That's also happened to Royal Tenenbaums. It's no, of course. Or Woody Allen's family. Yeah, but I don't know. I think in general, I guess, like, what I thought was really interesting about it and maybe why some people might be reading that is that there are very few uh, man-man relationships like that where there is this 
more like I would say Catra is definitely more masculine than um, Adora, mm-hmm. and like the way that they interact is very much how like a main character like when you see like I don't even want to even call it sexual tension, some sort of tension, and I think people are prescribed to see it because it's usually like a man and a woman. They would never have two male characters where one of them is taking another male character to a date to then fucking fuck around with someone's brain. Like yeah. I thought it was really good mm-hmm. for opening the floodgate of that kind of conversation. It's like. I think I totally agree with you all that it's like not going to be this are they going to end up together sort of thing but it's certainly something that's very interesting that hasn't been portrayed on television before. Yeah. So what what queer relationships were in the show? I would say well Stevenson Scorpia and and Catra for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean I mean Catra actually wore a suit to the Yeah, um, that, that, that was, that was super yeah. cool. That was, was very cool. Do you feel like that was a healthy relationship though? I feel like it's one-sided. Her and Scorpia? No, Scorpia was definitely much more like into She Catra. was more into it and Catra's just like, oh yeah, I'll use you to They have a they're nice to each other, but it's not. Healthy. I feel like that's it's like more the chain of manipulation. It's like exactly. Shadow Weaver manipulated Catra. Catra manipulates Scorpion. That's yeah. more like I think that's more like okay, this is a new dopey person who wants to really be my friend. Eventually, they will have like some stronger bond, a friendship. Yeah, they got dressed together. Yeah. They were looking at dresses. That's a fun thing. Stop saying dresses. Dresses. No. <laughs> it made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? Because it made me think like when the Germans allowed the Nazis to take control of Germany. Okay. Like she just kind she's of she gave, she gave away her family stuff. Like, oh, okay. And she's like the totally like Ubermensch, but female. Like, you know. Actually, that's a good strong. point. Like, it was no, very. That her is a good entire point. thing. Is, uh, it's interesting, interesting, but I think you're probably the only person that thought that. Mm, no, I got now that. Now that I said that, right. but, I think, but I thought it was. I, I thought it was like, oh, her prior generation had already done it. And so she's just accepting it. But it's not good either, though. Well, it is. Well, she's corrupted. Well, and speaking <laughs> of the general idea of, like, is it queer or not, I think that Bo and Seahawks' relationship was actually a great example of positive masculinity. Mm. I agree. Gay or no. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I don't think there really was anything. I was like, he got saved. Like, Seahawks saved him in that episode, saved Bo in that episode. They, like, were just broing out amongst each other in, like, a very fun way. They were great the people around them. That's exactly what I want to see. Like, was, everyone is friends as opposed to like yeah. everyone's got to be a love interest. Especially with Seahawk because uh, he's a Han Solo type character. They, the way they even introduced him is very much like right. when like Luke yeah. and Obi-Wan. They even make a fake parody movie. reference oh to like gosh. a car sec ride. Well he's like in a saloon or something. He's like, like, like no my like uh, whatever. Uh, oh, 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 my ship will go 25 parsecs or whatever the fuck. It's, it's oh, fun. It's the Kessel Road on yes. the ship. Yes. Yeah, that's it. So, so uh, as, as a last thing, because we need to wrap yeah. up, uh, say either what you're hoping for in the next season or what's your favorite thing overall about this one. Okay. So my favorite thing overall about this one was um, the, the notion that you can run organizations without an incredibly iron fist. That like diplomacy exists that if someone fails you don't immediately execute them that you give them more chances and that if people do a good job you promote them that show taught you this no i think the show did a very good job of representing it oh because uh did it teach you it it did (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i would like to see an actual villainous group where it's not just Katra and her minions of like 15 yeah. people in armor. Like, oh, yeah. this is the evil army. Hey, yeah. Many people in armor. Let that lizard talk, too. Come on. And that young... just fe- it just felt like everything was so weak for them to fight. Like, yeah. Oh, I'll kill these people easily. I'll yeah. yeah. just touch them with my fucking. So I'll run off of that as I do want season two to have, and maybe if it's Shadow Weaver or it's Hordak, I do need it to, like, on the other side to be a little bit darker because it's hard of, like, it's great that they're showing both sides of the war, but it's like that point of like, I mean, I guess Adora was also 
clueless to this, but like, how could these fucking like random ass children not know that they're like killing people and ruining lives? Like, it just seems weird Hitler to you. me. You know? That's fair. Yeah, uh, let's bring it all. So, back. Uh, <laughs> what I would like to see in the next season is to kind of build off what Brent said. Is you know, there's a coalition that's being built with these princesses, and I want to show. I want them to actually show its growing pains. I want like there to be a little bit of struggle yeah. that it's not just hunky dory that they all came together. Coalitions are very tough yes, uh, in real life, so um, I'd like to see a little bit of that. It's this podcast season. we fight all the time. Yeah, yeah. our princess. Fuck you! I'm not fighting. <laughs> Um, the shield's failing! <laughs> the horde is coming! That was so sad. Um, I would like... Uh, my favorite part was the the last episode literally ended like with a magical fucking gay-ass rainbow. Like, they yeah. all formed... <laughs> like, this is a very queer-friendly yeah, show. Yeah. It... it the rainbow an, saved all it of it. It was an it's ocean like, wave that knocked people over with its gayness. Yeah. <laughs> it was heavy-handed, and I like yeah. a heavy hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like less of the princess fetch quests. Mm. Where oh, they're yes. like, we need to go get yeah. the princess yeah. and yeah. the alliance. I'd like Princess as, of the week. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'd like, uh, I think what we were saying was, I'd like to see sort of as the coalition builds sort of some of the growing pains that they have. One of the things that I would really like to see is Shadow Weaver making a comeback. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And I, I really, think it'll and, I, and I'd love to see now that we have Entrapta as that chaotic neutral working yeah. for the Horde. I'd love to see some of the new tech that she builds for them. It's yes. a good book one. Now I want a really yeah. strong book yeah. two. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I've already done mine. Oh, great. Well, that's it. What? It's been Shira and the Princesses of Power. <laughs> We want to thank John again. Yeah, for okay. Saturday morning. Yeah, John. Do you want to do a shout out? Back up, yeah. Oh, Tell us all about your stuff. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, you can find us. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, YouTube, um, on Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons, Morning with a U, and then on Twitter at Morning Tunes as well. So all we right. do we do two episodes a month now. Sweet, yeah, awesome. Uh, Thanks for coming. Do, do you have uh, what's coming up? Do you have an idea? Oh, man. So uh, whenever this comes out, we're going to be in January. Today. So it'll be new. Today. Yeah. Today. We publish now. Yeah. We're streaming. We're already off. We're streaming. Is uh, it today doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You're screaming. <laughs> so we just did the uh, we just did Rankin Bass's uh, stop motion animation special, Pinocchio's Christmas, oh. uh, which I would encourage you to watch that if you're in the season and you want something that's awful. Yeah, uh, we always do. We have a concept in the show. It's called The Dip, and I know that you're both familiar with it, where it's the Roger Rabbit style dip. If you hate a cartoon enough, you can dip it, and if we get a majority vote, it erases it from the annals of cartoon history, so we don't talk about it on the show anymore. Ooh. Ace Ventura, pet detective, looking at you. Oh, wow. no. R.I.P. Alrighty, though. Oh, yeah. Well, we're trying to. It so, very homophobic. <laughs> cartoon? We're not talking about it here. <laughs> All right. That's it from us. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.